everyone. It's us again. Um, yeah, I look like a wreck because it's cold here. It's rainy and that's just, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that excuse. <laughs> I was supposed to go to a meeting tonight, um, for work and ended up having to cancel last minute to run and grab baby things for a friend of mine. So I did get ready to go out in public and then I just threw my hair up and decided to roll with it. Show so. us your bump. You look super cute. Oh, I love it. You look so cute. Oh my goodness. I'm like wondering how much bigger I'm going to get. I'm a little nervous. But. You know, I'm going to ask you that like every time we go on the podcast. At least I'll have documentation because I'm not doing a good job documenting it at all at home. So you're gonna, you're, we're going to have video every time and you're going to see every week you grow. <laughs> it'll be fun to like compile it so I'll, need well, to I'll do that for you okay okay the first thing we're going to talk about um to do with mental health is there's an article by pbs news hour um that says high stress jobs deteriorating americans mental health well by the just by the title I think we can all agree that that's true. I think it's been happening for a while. Yeah. Um, right now I'm at home. I'm currently looking for full-time employment. Um, so my mental health has gotten a little bit better. Um, but what about you, Robin? How do you, what do you feel about it? Um, you know, I think it is a combination because I actually have a pretty high stress job. My productivity is a very high productivity for the work field that I'm in. Um, but I have an incredible management that is supportive and really easygoing. And so I feel like it is a combination. A lot of times in a high stress environment, it is not just high stress because of the workload. It's high stress because of the like the stress of the coworker environment, the management environment, and the the expectation, the way that the expectation is presented. Um, I cannot complain about my job. I will say that even me being away from my kids forty hours a week is it's stressful. I mean, it is. It's. I'm sorry about my dogs, you guys. My husband's just getting back, and so they're gonna bark for a minute, but then they'll be quiet. Um, I'm thankful to have the work environment that I have, but I also understand how women being away from their homes, being away from their children <clears throat> for 40 hours a week and having a high demand, high stress environment at work can take away from the mental health. Cause even though I have a great environment at work, working from home, I will say does increase my stress because I can, I'm I'm clearly able to successfully detach work from home, even though I work in my home, but there are days where it's like, man, I would really just rather be doing my laundry, man. I would really rather just go downstairs and make breakfast, man. I would really just rather, and I'm right here and I can do it, but I can't cause I'm at work. You have to make the choice and you, you sacrifice to make the better choice for your job. Yeah. Right. Right. And so <clears throat> that part can be a little frustrating sometimes whenever you know that you're needed in so many other areas and you can't give any of those areas attention. And I think that really just comes back to women for the most part, not to sound old school, 
but women for the most part belong in the home. And Nick and I have talked about this a lot. If ever we are in a position that I can go back down to like a 20 hour work week. So I still have enough of an income that I feel like I'm contributing or I feel independent because being a working woman, you also don't want to lose that. Like it's, you don't want to sacrifice your kids, you know, like sacrifice your time with your kids or your house. Right. But there has to be a little bit of a balance. And so I figured, you know, if ever I'm in a position where I can give 20 hours a week to work, that'll give me 20 more hours a week in the home that I can focus on my kids and different things I would really like to be doing with them, whether it's going toward homeschooling or homesteading or canning or just even having time to just clean my house while my kids are on just hang out. Right. Yeah. Whatever it ends up being um, time to go get groceries or whatever. It's still going to help balance out while I still mm-hmm. have the opportunity to bring in an income to contribute or have just a little bit of spending money of my own or whatever um, without losing my own self in that. Cause I love the title of mom and I love the title of wife and I love that I cook and I clean. Those are things I take pride in. I'm not embarrassed or ashamed or angry or resentful about any of that. But I do love that part of my identity is that I have a career and that I'm able to bring in my own income and provide in my own way. Um, it just so happens that my workload is very high. And so I need the stress is a little bit much. So I definitely oh, yeah. taking away from your mental health. And I think everything since um, COVID, everybody got to basically go work from home or get unemployment if their job wasn't, you know, considered whatever. And I just think that people just aren't really willing to tolerate that anymore. Not for the fact that the income sucks, then they're taxed then they take their tax money and have to pay taxes on everything they buy with that money. At the end of the day, it's not even enough to survive. It's like, that's why there was like a mass exodus when yeah, after COVID, because people were realizing like what companies really cared about them. And, you know, that's why like the surgeon general is saying that, um, a warning that the American workplace needs to change to better support the emotional and physical well-being of employees. What? Well, how? How much did you see people like even during the pandemic be like, "Oh, you need to come in anyway, like whatever." And so, <laughs> so people just they need to have someone care about them in the work. Like they need to feel especially our generation, we realize what's important and we need to feel like our employer cares about us, that we're not just a number. You know, people say that employees aren't loyal anymore. Well, the employer isn't loyal anymore. I can tell you at my last, yeah. And I can tell you at my last job, I put every ounce, I poured every ounce of effort into that job and they still let me go. Right. And And, and whenever it comes down to their bottom dollar, you're nothing to them. Your ability to feed your family is nothing to them. Yeah, no, I mean, I've seen Mm -hmm. so many companies this past year sell out family-grown businesses, family-owned, family-grown businesses sell out for this. And and as soon as the other people came in and started running it, the morale down. The employees, Mm -hmm. they left. They're like, forget this. I could go be treated like this anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to be treated like this. And if you want and to be somewhere, somewhere, you're going to have to be decent employers. Well, and the thing is, is so I went to work somewhere. Uh, of course, I'm not going to say where, 
Um, I was making a certain amount when I started. Well, this person that had been there 20 years told me like, oh yeah, I've been here 20 years. They pay me pretty good. And you know, I'm not supposed to talk about, this is why you're not supposed to talk about salary because they don't want you to find out these things. It's not about confidentiality. It's about people right. getting mad. So right. I didn't tell her, but she said, oh, I'm making this. And I was like, that's what I'm making. In my head, I was like, that's what I started wow. out at. And they're only giving you this after 20 <laughs> years. Like what a crock, man. Like, I just, that blows my mind. Like give people, like show them your loyalty, show them what they're worth, reward them when they're hard workers. And they've been with you 20 years. Like what the crap. But it's the old school mentality. I mean, that's, and I see this all the time. It's like, 30, 40 years ago, the cost of living was X and the income was X. And then you see that the income really hasn't raised as astronomically as the cost of living has. And so I don't, yeah, I'm just completely opposed to crappy employers and crappy wages and a crappy cost of living. It is forcing mothers out of the home into the work field. And mm -hmm. you guys have to understand my husband and I were working 60 hour weeks, 70 hour weeks, 80 hour weeks. We were, we, nobody should work that hard. Nobody should work that hard. And it's not like we were living in a lap of luxury. Okay. We have to have a big house because we have a lot of kids. Okay. We're not living in a mansion. Like living to work instead of working we're, to live. Right. And we are doing this just so we can provide food for our kids. It's not like, mm -hmm. again, we're not living. You luxury. Know, yeah. There's no, yeah. It's just, I definitely agree. I'm thankful for the employer that I have. Um, I'm sad to see so many people's mental health compromised by the working environment they're forced into, but I'm really thankful for this new movement of people who are unwilling to yeah. accept that and will literally walk away. They'll go live in an some RV. People, some in some HR, sorry, I got to fix my leg. It's cramping, it's okay. but some people, some HR is really toxic. Some people you work with are really toxic. And the problem is, is when you go to HR and you're like, Hey, this is really bothering me. This is toxic. They're either friends with that person or they don't do anything. And so like, what is the purpose of HR? It's, you know, it's, if you're buddy, buddy with HR, especially in a small company, then what's the point in telling them or there's also a problem with backlash. No, there's also a lot of times yeah. there's backlash. I know I worked for a, a facility and um one of the girls actually falsely reported me for something but because she knew the supervisor whenever she did the 90-day review on me she brought it up and i said we already discussed this this is not what happened i told you the account of what actually happened this is not true and she wrote it down to my 90-day review and gave me a poor mark on it for something that i didn't even do yes and so i i quit i i did which it was a lot of other complex things going on at the time. That wasn't the sole reason for me not. Well, then they returning. then you don't have a good reference when the when you didn't do anything, right? And it's crap, and it's like it it's absolute crap. And then you know, my mom always told me, and this was back in the day. She was always an entrepreneur. She owned lots of businesses. She said, "Happy employees are good, productive employees. If you keep your employees happy, they're going to be loyal to you, and they're going to stick around." And that's true. Yeah. And a, and a terrible management will destroy a company. Sure. Well, I've seen it happen and yeah. I've warned people about it and they're like, mm, we're fine. And then like 
not going to name the company, but their entire, it's a huge company, their entire office closed here. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, it's a shame to see companies have put, you know, and, and listen, I, there has to be a balance in business owning too. I've never owned a business. So I understand there has to be a, a, a very fine balance and a very fine line. Profits absolutely matter in a company. Uh, quotas matter in a company. And I get that. But <clears throat> when you're treating them as they're more valuable than the employee, you have to understand that that is going to destroy the employee's morale, the employees, how you're making the profit. It's how you're meeting you your crap quotas. on the good employees because of crappy employees. Like oh, the crappy that's, ones. that's another thing I have seen. And I don't know what these people must have had on their management, but they must have had something real good because they weren't even decent employees. They literally ran people away from the company, good, good people away from the company, and they were allowed to do whatever they wanted. And yeah, like what, what is that? Like, how do you turn a blind eye to that? I don't understand. Uh, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, if you're in those situations long enough, you're going to have a mental complex. You're going to have like, it's going to be toxic, but it, you're stuck between do I feed my family or do I take care of my mental health? And it's like, you're stuck. Yeah. I, I did tell my husband one time <clears throat> when we were really first starting to build our life after he got out of the military, I said, I don't care if you like where you work. You're not going, you're not there for friends. You're there for a paycheck. Get up and go anyway and feed your kids. And that was my mentality. And I worked a miserable job. I was away from my family 60 hours a week doing it um, with drive time. And, um, it was, it was awful. And then I started working for a convenience store, which was probably not even safe. I was pregnant. It was, you know, but I loved everybody I worked with. I loved who I worked for. And I loved that they made me a part of their family and there was no toxicity. And the people who came into the store, the regular customers. And I told Nick, I said, I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm really sorry. It actually, it actually really does matter that you like where you work. And sometimes we're not always in a position to get up and just walk out. Okay. You've got to have something on the back burner. You can't let your kids go hungry while you look for another job. You've got to have things in order to the best of your ability. But if you are not happy where you are, absolutely move on. That's so well, funny. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. If they, don't, if they don't value you and want, like, really want you to succeed and push you to do better and are not just like, do what I say and not what I do. And, you know, just, I think a good leader is always encouraging people, getting behind them. And then when they do mess up, say, hey, let's talk about this. Like, what's going on? Not just, you suck, you know, like, there's ways to be a good leader. Right. Right. I just don't think that a lot of people who are meant to be good leaders are put, I feel like other people are who, who are put in management positions. Um, but funny enough, I actually had a dream the other night that I got accepted for like this really awesome promotion to another company. And I'll just say now a company that I would never actually work for in real life, but mm -hmm. I was taking a job and I was so excited and it was going to be like, I don't know. It's really cool. So maybe that's just a sign of like new things coming. Cause really, truly, I don't, you never I know. don't really want to, well, then it was that I was going to have to go downtown. I was like, mm -hmm. I don't want to do yeah, that. That's how I feel but... about going downtown here. 
<laughs> I don't want to go too far from my house because traffic is blah. I know it's not as bad as Dallas and Houston, but it's still blah. Okay, let's see what we got here. Let's go into, let me pull it up. We got, which kind of goes into our next segment, actually. This has to do with this. How to balance mom life with your career. And especially since you're at home, like you have to check on them, especially when you get off, off school and then you're like, hey, I need to do this, but now I need to make you dinner. And now I need to like, I mean, how do you not, especially with seven kids, like how do you do it? How do you balance? Well, you saw that it wasn't working very well lately for me. <laughs> um, it's not. Okay. So let me say this. Used to, I would work five to five and then I would get off work and I would deal with homework while I cooked and then baths and then bed. And there was, there wasn't a lot of like quality time or extra time, but um, at least I had a schedule. Um, because of this trauma response that I'm dealing with, everything is shaken up. It's like, I can't get on a decent schedule with work, which thank God I work from home and they're letting me do my own thing. I have a wide variety of hours I can work. Um, so there's so many benefits to the way everything's set up right now, but, um, I'm not doing a great job at it right now. I will say if I could get back on my five to one schedule, that would give me a few hours to take care of what I need around the house, meal prep, whatever, get the kids from school. Um, and I really need to focus on that, but it is just really difficult to find that motivation right now. And I feel like, um, I'm really just taking some time to listen to my body and respect my mental health and whatever it is in the moment that I'm needing. And that's kind of where I'm at. And one of those, um, in the link you sent me, it was, you know, we get this feeling that we need to be all of this and that's true. We um, need to do more to have more. Right. And I just really had to come to this understanding that I can't be more right now. I can't do more right now. We can't have more right now. There is a season for that. Mm -hmm. I just left that season and I had been in that season for a long time, probably close to a decade. Well, you and, need to take care of yourself, Robin, because right. if you don't take and, care of yourself, you're going to lose more than you gain. Right. And I have to respect my mental capacity right now. And if that means we're having dinner at nine o'clock at night, then shamefully we're having okay. dinner at nine o'clock at night. I mean, if that means that laundry is going to pile up, then that's going to have to happen. And I just have to respect. And again, you know, your employer is going to have minimum requirements for you to stay employed there. So I have to manage that. Uh, my kids are fed. They are bathed. They are loved. They are taken care of. Everything well, else. I have a question. What? Can you, one of the things that's brought up in the um, article is the need to feel like constantly on at your job. Is there a way that you can set up, like, these are my set hours and this is when I'm going to walk away or how does it work? I know your job's a little bit different, but is there a way that you could set that up where it's not like, it's not, it's, it's more structured for you? Is that a way that might help? No, I can. I can definitely have a very set schedule with work. Um, and I used to, 
my issue with that right now is between appointments and kids schedules and me just being exhausted. I've just kind of said, you know what? I have this many hours in a day to do it and I'll do it. And anything else. You're you're successful at it. So, I mean, I just want to make sure you have time to like rest and take care of yourself. And that's really why I feel like if I had the five to one, which is what I used to work, it really would help me get everything all structured. But that early morning exhaustion that I have, you know, I get my kids up and I get them off to school and I have a few hours that I can just lay down and rest. I don't rest very well through the night. Um, and so that's really what I've been doing. I've just been, if my body is tired, I just say, okay, my kids are going to school. They're safe. I'm going to bed and I'll be up later to work and I can leave if I need to, to grab food or leave if I need to get my kids. And I feel like I've just, I've just kind of this situation has forced me out of the pressure, you know? Yeah. And like they talk about, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, they talk about like, does my kid care that we had tacos twice a week? No, but do they like, do they realize we had tacos? No, but do they realize when food's on the table? Yes. So it doesn't matter. Like if you have to do waffles and syrup, like every day, well, at least they're fed. And like, if you need to do that to come back to a safe mental spot and a healthy, take care of yourself because you're working and dealing with all that. You know, the reason I bring that up is because in the crunchy community that we're in, a lot of people are like, oh, it's not homemade and it's not this and this. You're just toxic. You're feeding your kids crap. They're going to die of cancer and they're going to get like, and I'm like, okay. Well, you're really smart about stuff like that. And I like to feed my kids nutritious stuff, but I don't like, there's also a, you know, I was even apologizing to you. I'm like, Kaylee, I'm sorry. Don't hate me because we have craft mac and cheese and we've got rice krispie treats and we've got like we have absolute garbage don't get me wrong i try to make sure we have home cooked like dinners that are well balanced and stuff like that it doesn't always work out that way anyway i mean the other day i actually ordered my kids mcdonald's which shame on me probably the first time in like four or five years that i've done that um but i was like you know what it's a nice little treat for them and they were excited they were like you got us mcdonald's i was like i did and they were like okay, i'm not gonna lie their fries are like so good i know they're horrible for you but i so, love their fries dude. there's a theory in ivf that if you eat the fries there's something in them that will make the baby stick after you have ivf so a lot of women who are doing ivf will go get mcdonald's french fries and sit in bed with their feet up waiting for the embryo to attach and they're eating french fries i will say i've had some cravings for McDonald's since I've been pregnant and I'm so grossed out by it. I cannot bring myself to actually eat it. I just you put some French fries in front of me from McDonald's I and I don't have any shame. <laughs> I really truly feel like if I actually ate it, I would be sick. Cause I just had, Oh yeah. Long. I probably That's all I really like though, because their chicken doesn't really appeal to me, mm-hmm. but no. man, those French fries, those nuggets the other day smelled good. And whenever I was pregnant, <laughs> with Bella, I would eat the nuggets and the honey mustard so part of me was like, should I do this? And I was like, I'm, I'm not eating that. I'm just not. But, and I too, I like, I worry like this pregnancy, I've wanted candy and it's like full of sugar and dyes and toxic stuff. And I'm like, shouldn't even be eating all this crap. But I'm, I, I worry too. About, you know like, what? Life is too short to be like, I feel like there's so much to be worried about as a parent that if you're constantly on edge about like, 
something that could kill you or something that could cause something, you know, for your kid or whatever. And you just like, you're so stressed because I would be so stressed that I didn't even take a break from like, everything was like perfect. And, and uh, like, I don't know how to explain it, but there's no toxins in anything. We didn't eat any crap, blah, 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 which is great. But at the same time, like my kid loves Cheetos now and yes, they have MSG in them. I'm not a fan. I'm going to try to do the Annie's puffs to see if she likes them. But like, there's going to be like a happy medium. There's got to be like, okay, you can have some crap, but you really have to eat your vegetables and like, you can't have it every day. My and... kids like Annie's. They like yeah. the, the puffs. Now I was going to do the big thing of mac and cheese from them that has like the variety, but I was a little afraid that my kids would reject it. And cause I have loves it. it. Okay. So I'll try that. And I think you told me they have like ice cream something. So I was going to try that. Yeah, they have like all kinds of food, but then you're going to get people that are like, oh, General Mills bought it and now it's toxic and now it's going to kill you. And I'm like, I know. Well, anything okay? You get that everywhere. That's the hard thing about parenting too, especially whenever you're trying to make health conscious choices. I mean, I've seen some things myself that I'm like, whoa, but honestly at this point, and especially with food prices the way that they are. Do you know how many eggs I go through whenever I feed my whole family eggs? It's really hard to buy organic free range. Right. I cannot do that every day. And $7. There's $7 for 12. That's like 50 cents an egg. I get them at Sam's and I don't even know if they're probably even good there. Right. You just read the organic free range, you know, whatever. get chicken disease or whatever from not getting good eggs or something. Right. Yeah. So, but, but I just started getting the boxes because our family will go through a whole box and four and four meals. Really? Four, four breakfast meals and e- easy. I mean, we'll go through an 18 count plus in a sitting jackal eat five eggs by himself. Yeah. Dang boy. Yeah. So for us, it's like, We just, you know, again, we don't feed our kids waffles every day. And I definitely try to be wise. And I've, I've, the one thing I feel like I've started looking out for the most is like high fructose corn syrup, but I try to avoid that as much as I can and dyes because red dye makes my kids Mm -hmm. crazy, but, um, you can't, we get maple syrup, like real maple syrup. So, and there was a new one that I just found that's not maple syrup. It is syrup, but it's made without high fructose corn syrup and it's delicious. Um, I, maple syrup is okay, but I grew up on Miss Buttersworth, you know? So for me, I'm like, my daughter won't eat them anymore because she like loves, she's spoiled. She's just maple syrup. That's not like high fructose or, I mean, not that we want to do that, but like not off brand. It has to be that brand. Right. And I'm like, you want the $12 one. Yeah. I found a pretty, it was a pretty big jug of it and it was a pretty decent, you know, overall wasn't, I don't, I don't think it was pure maple syrup, but, um, it was like at least a healthier option for syrup, I guess, than you didn't you grow know. up on Aunt Jemima. That too. Contro- controversial that is all, no longer. <laughs> all of it. I, I grew up in the one that you would put in the microwave and it would go until it's until it actually <laughs> red hot. Yes. Okay. <laughs> microwave syrup. If you didn't think syrup was bad enough, throw it in the microwave. might actually Our kill someone. it easy. They were just like, here you go. Here's a hot pocket. Bye. <laughs> right. 
And so I'm trying, I try to, to make sure that we aren't eating like tons of like hot dogs and I don't use the microwave. My kids do a little bit, but I'm, they're like, mom won't eat it out of the microwave. I'm like, no, I, I try won't. to get the hot dogs without nitrites and that are organic. So they, There's they don't have the national beef hot dog. Yeah. Parents yeah. Get. But not a big fan. Anyway, how do we get on this topic? I don't know. Well, we were talking about like juggling mom life and then. You know, it's, I do it all. it's hard, I don't. especially food. Well, especially food is hard because you want them to eat good. And so yeah. you're like, okay, job, food, um, make sure you have all your stuff together. Like, well, then and- too, our, you know what our biggest problem is? We'll either forget to pull meat out to thaw or it doesn't thaw in time, or we leave it in the microwave by accident and then it goes bad. So it's like that right there probably mm-hmm. hasn't eaten out three times a week. Yep. <laughs> and it's just like. I, I do that too. I'm like, okay. And then I leave it in there too long sometimes. And I'm like, Oh, what the crap. Oh, and then it goes bad. I know. So, yeah. so my thing is I just had to let go of the pressure. I just had to literally say, I'm absolutely done with <clears throat> the pressure to have everything perfect and everything in perfect order. And things aren't going to be perfect in our life right now. Things are going to be messy, but I have got to focus on myself, my mental health healing growing the best um, right because one day i know that i can pick that back up and do that again right now it's just not the time god is going to provide for us and there's a season for everything we're not we don't have the strength to do it all we have to call on him to help us because we definitely we definitely don't have i mean i was just telling him tonight i'm like but i can't do this like i cannot do any of this i need you to help me like push me i think moms just need it's just, I mean, it would be really nice if society would just cut their crap. Honestly, I just feel like the societal expectations of women is absolutely absurd and asinine. There's no it's social media. Unfair. No one could be like, sorry, go ahead. No, I just think it's completely unfair. Um, but then too, you know, society is bred this way. So even men sometimes have a hard time understanding why their wives aren't cooking, cleaning, working, providing for the kids. And it's like, wow, you go to work and come home and sit on the couch and watch sports while I do everything else around you and you expect me not to resent you? Are you kidding me? So I think that women just need to get to a point where we're comfortable not living up to an unrealistic expectation of what or who we should be. We need to be okay too. And we need to be rested too. And we need to feel appreciated too. And if we're not doing those things, those things need to be a priority. And I mean, no, it's, I mean, it's caused a serious complex for me. Even well, we've just gone through like- a lot more, like being through, not trying to compare, but like our parents didn't have the same issues we have, like as far as like social media, worried about that, worried about sex trafficking, worried about the media, always pouring yeah. all this information into our children, these agendas, these, I mean, the music has gotten, like, I know we had some gross music, but like. I can't oh, even yeah. understand some of the things that the rappers are saying. I'm like, yeah. what are you, t- what are you saying? And so I just feel like we have a lot more. And then they didn't have social media for all the moms to be like, oh, you're doing this wrong. Oh, you suck. Oh, well, I don't agree with you. Right. And like, they didn't have that constant, like, yeah. blah, 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 blah. they just did their thing, you know? Right. Anyway, that was my tangent. Yeah. No, I, I, and I just, I mean, I agree with you. I feel like society just needs to like, let up, let, let us be human beings and 
the pressure. Maybe I should get off social media, but then I wouldn't well, be able to. No. Well, and I feel like too, it's just a matter of people just need to stop dehumanizing other people for whether it's their shortcomings or their something that they're just incapable of managing. I mean, like I told you, it's, it kind of sometimes worries me because there was a point where I did it all. And now I'm not doing that much at all. And so it makes me worry. Will I, will my husband like value me? Will he get sick of me? Will he be like, wow, she's like lazy or she can't do this anymore. Your partner. Well, and I know, and I know at the end of the day, he would never, but at the same time, society has really bred this very unhealthy complex in women that Mm -hmm. do it all or else he'll leave, do it all or else Mm -hmm. he'll cheat, do it all or else do it all. It's like, how about let me just be a human and function and grow through trauma and just do regular stuff that other humans have the opportunity to do without feeling tremendous guilt and self-hate. It's the, it's the trauma that we went through. So we have to just be able to let it go. Right. Yeah. So I'm, that's how I'm handling it. Well, I think you're doing great. And I don't think that, I mean, I think that we're both doing great with what we have and I'm just a hot mess over here. I mean, I'm sure my mom comes in and she's like, Oh, you gotta get your house together. You look like just crap. I don't know what, you know what though? My biggest thing is, is if that's how people feel, show up and do it. That's how I started looking at it. Show up and do it. No, Come help me. you can do it better. Come do it. Come do it. If you can do a better job, that's fine by me. But you're Come certainly on. not going to. Yeah. No. And that's, I mean, that would be my response. If somebody comes in criticizing, if you have a problem with the way it looks, you can fix it. Yeah. But, I'm doing the best I can because. You know, this is how it's going to be. Because my five-year-old, I clean everything. It looks great. And then I'm like, why is this over here? Why is this? What happened over here? Why? Come on. What? And then it's like, it just makes you want to give up because it's like, no, it's never going to be. Yeah. And it's just like, it's never going to be like, it's never going to be put together. And then you see all these homes and you see everyone, everything's like put in its place. I'm like, perfect. Like, do you live just like, how do you like what? You know, what's crazy. That's, I mean, Nick laughs at me whenever I say that that's how our house used to be. We lived in our home, so it was not like pristine. It was lived in, but it was like that. Everything was in its place and everything was cared for in the moment that it needed. Like laundry was always ran through, dried, put away. Dishes were always done. Let's just go through the things that I need to do real quick. Um, (laughs) I need to paint the trim. Half of it's painted in my room um, white. My door to our room doesn't even match the trim. It's like yellow now. So I'm going to paint it. I need a door between my bathroom and that all needs to be painted. It's just a hot mess. Got to clean that up. Um, I have this honey oak up here um, that I really loathe and I like, don't like my ceiling fan. I need to get rid of this popcorn ceiling. Oh, I need to clean the vents because there's like, looks like there's like (laughs) dirt coming out of them. (laughs) And it's like ADHD too. Mom Gillen ADHD. You know what's crazy? I was reading into some stuff on TikTok where they're like, what really, what real ADHD looks like. And I was like, oh my God, are you serious? It's not always like squirrel. It's, it's like, there's so, it's so much more in depth than just what. Yeah, you get overstimulated. 
I'm sorry. I mean to kick that whip. You just get overstimulated. Like you're like, I can't. And then you get overwhelmed. You're like, I just can't do all this. Like, forget it. Because like, I don't even know where to start now. Yeah. And then you're like, I'm going to disassociate and go lay in bed. Bye. (laughs) That's exactly where, that's kind of where I'm at. But I will say the biggest takeaway is moms take care of yourselves. Love yourselves. Don't allow societal expectations or your mother-in-law's expectations, which my mother-in-law doesn't do that to me. But anyway, the majority do or your work or whatever, um, you know, manage your life. And if you need to make arrangements and make changes to accommodate your mental health, respect that and enforce, set that boundary that other people have to respect that for you because they're not going to do that on their own. And, and you know what? Don't, if your family is living fine in your home, even though it's not perfect, it's not the the Instagram, whatever. If your family's functioning, if everyone's taken care of, if everyone has clothes, whatever, like if they're fine, they're fine. It shouldn't matter what, you know, Miss Karen down the street thinks about your house or even anyone in your family. If they don't want to come visit you, like someone had said, are you going to come visit? You want to visit my house or do you want to visit me? Right. Because, yes, it's nice to clean up for guests, um, but also at the same time, like, I'm going to clean the bathroom. That's something that I do. I'm going to clean the bathroom. I'm going to clean the kitchen. (laughs) But other than that, like, if there's something on the couch, move it. (laughs) Like, you can sit there. Like, just move it. Right. I'm going to try, but, like, I can't get it all done for you. (laughs) Like, I don't know what you want from me. Right. I definitely feel like we just need to let go of of that expectation and just, I do think too, this cheer season has kind of shifted things for us. And I think next year there's going to be some stipulations for my kids. I know that it increases their schedule and keeps them busy, but we're not going to like, whenever you were here, my kids really weren't taking care of their space to the point that I feel like it's, but you can't do it all. I can't do it all. And why should I? I mean, they're completely old enough to take care of their own things. They're completely old enough to deal with their own laundry, whether it's taking it to the laundry room or hanging it up or putting it away appropriately. Girl, your older yep. kids, you know what I would do? Um, what my mom did to me, um, I was 10. I started doing my own laundry. I know a lot of moms do this now. If you don't get your own laundry done, you're going to wear dirty clothes. Like, Right. But you know what the crappy thing is in today's society? If your kid wears dirty clothes, they call CPS on you. Well, just say they're old enough to do their own clothes. Like how, right. like, this is ridiculous. Well, I, like, my thing is, is I don't even mind helping. Cause I really want to enforce this team teamwork thing where if I'm going to wash and dry the laundry, you can separate it. Well, right. And they do need to learn how to do that, but they do have chores. I feel like that do help them learn and laundry is something I need to start incorporating. However, I paid a lot of money for that washer and dryer. So I'm not trying to have my kids jack it up, but we go through, they need to know how to use it. Right. (laughs) Right. We we go through washers and dryers and vacuums. Like it's nobody's business. It's actually embarrassing. So for me, I'm like, I need to start incorporating that, but I've got to get them actually in the mindset of understanding to bring their dirty clothes downstairs and understanding how to separate the clothing and put their stuff away appropriately. These are like basic skills that they're not even doing. How can I even teach them to wash and dry? They, they completely ignore all of that. So 
For me, though, they're old enough that they should be maintaining their own space. And school is a priority. Your education is a priority. Extracurricular is just that. It is extracurricular. Now, we are in a position where these extracurriculars have been essentially mandatory in our lives because these, they'll be punished. You know, show up to practice or else you're punished. Show up to your games or else you're punished. And so we're kind of having to accommodate these other rulers, if you will, in our life that are taking extra out of our kids, which surely is extracurricular. Keeping your home to me is a priority. You're not going to catch me going out, hanging out, having a date with my husband while my house is a mess. Like I, I probably should, but you should. Right, but right now I probably would. But usually, I would have my life in order. That is a privilege. Your priority, especially with the way my kids are doing it, it's different if you're living in your home rather than it just being disgusting for no reason. You know, the things that they're allowing to happen, food and stuff in their rooms. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of that. And disrespect, because this is a rule in our house. You're not supposed to have food or drinks upstairs. They do it anyway. Like, like they didn't just hear the adult and authoritative figure in the home tell them, do not do that. So have you seen burner phones? Huh? You know what burner phones are? Like just the pay as you go. So you know what you could do? Just a thought. Yeah. Like you have to pay to get it back. And also that if they don't do what they're supposed to, you keep the phone the next day and they get the burner phone and they can only like text or call you or whatever. I'm feeling like next year I'm going to refuse extracurricular until they can learn to maintain their stuff. And cause I take their phone. Um, and that's fine, but it's like old, you know, at this point I should just shut their phones off if that's what it's going to be, because that's not, that's not encouraging or changing anything for them. They just don't care. Um, Trinity girl. I'm so, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm not trying to deal with, you know, and two, the crazy thing is that's their motivation. Take their phone and they'll go do whatever you want. But the second they have their phone back, it's right back to nothing. And it's like, we, we somehow got this backwards. So I think cheer season's almost over. We're definitely gonna start focusing more on understanding the responsibilities of maintaining the home and making sure that it's taken care of properly. Um, and that's no excuse, no exception. Um, and trying to start like regulating and like you said, teaching them like laundry days and how to do their own clothes and things like that. So anyway, um, I think that's pretty much that for the topic. Just, yeah. Sorry guys. We're like grasshoppers. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. We should always do Last topic. <laughs> You'll follow along if you're ADHD with us. Um, children's hospitals in Austin across Texas. And this just this isn't just Texas battling surge in respiratory viruses. So flus hit central Texas, but so have a number of other respiratory viruses. Medical experts say pediatric hospitals are full of cases throughout Texas and the state. Austin public health this week sent an email warning about the capacity at pediatric emergency rooms at Dell children's medical center and St. David's. We are just full of kids with respiratory illnesses. Um, and, seeing kids hospitalized because of viruses who are as young as days old to school-age kids. They have RSV or rhinovirus or adenoviruses, sometimes even the flu. Um, So 
they're looking for ICU beds and having to call all the ones in the region. And earlier this week, her team called 12 different hospitals from Dallas to Houston to San Antonio looking for ICU beds. Two patients had to stay in an emergency room for 18 hours until they found a bed. Dislike. Okay. So let's talk about the first problem. The first problem here is that these children's immune systems have been depleted. If you're looking at the history of RSV for as long as I can remember RSV being a thing, children under two were most severely affected by RSV. Children two and up were not really severely affected. My son is three years old, never really been sick with anything. He wasn't tested. The first illness he's had this year was, um, he had a low grade temp and rapid breathing. Um, I took him to the emergency room because of the way he was having retractions. And that was very unusual for him. Literally the only time he's ever been sick his whole life in three and a half years. And I'm pretty sure if they would have tested him, it would have been RSV positive. Because of his stats, they weren't very concerned because he was dealing with it relatively well. I did follow up with his pediatrician a couple of days later, thank God, because she actually said that it had, um, what was the word? I may have the word wrong because it's been a little while, but it concentrated to the left lung. She put mm-hmm. him on like three to four breathing treatments a day and antibiotics to reduce the risks for pneumonia developing, which tells me that it was something significant, but probably the emergency room, like you said, kind of had to weigh their risks and really focus more on the severe cases which is fine. My son is fine. He's healthy. But within a few weeks of that, he came down with flu. Now they didn't test him for RSV and flu and COVID the first time, but the second time took him to the pediatrician because he had ran three very high grade fevers back to back to back. And I was having to use Motrin to bring the fevers down, which is not something I've ever had to do with him. I don't know if he's ever had Motrin in his life up until this point. He's always been very healthy, but his fever was getting unbelievably high to the point that I was needing to treat with Motrin, wiping him with a cool rag. After the third one, I decided let's get him to the pediatrician to see what she thinks. She swabbed him for flu, came back positive. My son has a very intact immune system. He's obviously very healthy. For the most part, he has a healthy diet. Um, And then whenever he's not feeling well, we we do probiotics and vitamins and things like that. But whenever they're not feeling well, I really boost that up to make sure they're getting maximum help to support their immune system fighting whatever they might be going through. And as long as it's safe, I let their fever run because fevers are there to do a job. And until it becomes unsafe, I don't take that away. I don't take the body's ability to fight the disease away. But with that being said, this being the first year he's ever been sick, coming right off the hills of the COVID vaccine being approved for children and seeing that a very unusual age group for children to have critical issues with the respiratory virus that's going around is very frightening. It's frustrating to see these parents blindly going in, destroying their children's immune system, destroying their children's ability to fight off these diseases on their own. And now their kids are becoming, huh? Their kids are going to, they're going to be ruined. Their immune systems are going to be shot. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's just, devastating it it, you know the and the fact that the institutions are still playing this game and now have put it on the childhood vaccine schedule like they don't already have 72 is it 72 and 18 years Mm -hmm. yeah 
And, you know, the number of illnesses is just going to go up. I mean, I don't remember this ever being an issue for years. I mean, as far as my daughter's been alive, um, and now there's just, there's just a huge influx of this. Like this is, this is crazy to me. And I mean, the nurses, it's going back to COVID status where they're having to work double shifts and there's not enough. Oh, wait, let me think about this. It's because y'all had a mass exodus because you made everyone get the jab after they had right. already had. Oh, let's not think about all the nurses that have been critically injured since getting that vaccine and can no longer work. Yeah, so I mean, I, let me get this straight. During COVID, they could work and help everybody just fine without the jab. Then... You make them leave because they won't get the jab. Wait a minute. They were just helping you all throughout the crisis. Mm -hmm. Oh, they probably all have natural antibodies at this point. I mean, really, it's ridiculous. But you have a portion of them that were smart enough to leave. And you have a portion of them who got vaccinated and now have critical life-threatening problems that make them unemployable. And I mean, there's that those, but you're silenced if you bring up any of that. You're silenced if you even question it. And it's like, did you hear about the nurse? There was a nurse. What? She was an LPN. She was going to college to finish her RN. She was doing clinicals. It was mandated to get the COVID vaccine. And within 24 hours, she had a mass heart attack and died. She was 21 years old. Her mom um, made a post and was like, I don't even know if I can say this, but my daughter went yesterday to have her COVID vaccine. We were called today. She had a massive heart attack and she's dead. That happened to someone. I know their mother, uh, the mother died, um, a week after getting it. And there's stories like this all the time. Women yeah. having well, miscarriages because they've been around shedding. I mean, and it's just being I'm silent. So frustrated too, because every day I pick up my phone and I'm hearing 12 year old boy falls over dead on the soccer field. 21-year-old boy dies while serving food in a restaurant. 34-year-old man found dead at his desk. When have you ever in your life heard a story like this every day? Every single day? Multiple stories every single day. I'm blown away. This is not this is not been going on for decades. This is incredibly new. Within the last My husband looks into this and he said that there's been so many more cases of kids coming in with inflamed hearts and the tissues around them. And it's like, that is abnormal for a children. Oh, strokes, hemorrhaging. Yeah. And then you have people who believe that if it didn't happen within seconds of receiving the, you know, what had nothing to do with it. But yeah, you can develop allergies over years and that can take years, Just but you can't. It's provoking the immune system. It's turning mm -hmm. the immune system on to fight something. And guess what? Whatever the immune system decides to fight is whatever the immune system decides to fight. Whenever it decides to fight it, that's up to your immune system. Exactly. But and the thing is, is spike proteins, they can just live in your system and just move around. They can concentrate in your uterus. They can concentrate in your kidneys. And then I know someone I love very dearly in my family a year after getting the vaccine um, has cancer. Uh, I actually know someone as well who has a very young autistic child um, raising them and was diagnosed with lung and metastasis to the liver. Mm -hmm. I've seen so many people get cancer. 
more than I've ever seen. And it's like, immune systems are shot for kids. Immune systems are shot for adults and babies are being born stillborn and babies are being. It's spiking so incredibly high right now. My midwife told me not to be around people who have had it. And there are yeah, doctors I mean, offices. It's not even a theory. There are doctor's offices that literally say, if you have received the C, you know what? Please do not come into our office. Call us from your car and we will let you know when it's safe to enter. We have pregnant women that we treat here and you are not safe to be around them. Like there are, they're not, you are a danger to them. You're not safe to be around our pregnant women. They didn't women. do studies on shedding. They didn't do any studies on that. They didn't barely do, they didn't even do studies on the, they knew this was going to, um, my husband's been, um, reading the drops because they wanted to seal the records and all of the information for 75 years. So no one could read it. Disgusting. He's been reading, I know he's been reading the drops of the information as they come out and it, it came out. They knew, of they knew. They did. Well, here's the thing. They've been trying to create an mRNA, you know what, for a long, long time. And every time they do, every animal in the study dies. So they can't get very far in the research because it keeps killing everybody or everything that they're putting it in. And so it's not. Anyway, also, I'll say whenever you're part of a research study or a scientific study, it's not within seconds of whatever you take placebo or otherwise it's months and years and years and years until they can conclude safety and efficacy. And they rushed this. We all knew everybody who got it in that first year knew they were lab rats. You know, they all agreed to take part in an experiment and anything that happens to them. And I had to try to tell some people like, you need to call and report this. You're part of a study. That's important information that you need to report in a study. But did they tell them that? No. Just like they don't tell you what the inserts say when you take your child for their childhood vaccines. They don't tell Nobody you tells you about bears. About contraindications or what to do if your child's injured or the fact that you can't sue the manufacturers because they're liability free. Yeah, it's, it's all corrupt. You know this. The doctors don't even know. I had a primary care that did not know that they used aborted fetal cell lines and vaccines. He said, I'm a Christian. I said, you are? And he said, yeah. And I said, did you know they use aborted fetal cell lines to create vaccines? And he was like, I, I didn't know that. And I was like, which he also said that if they pushed the C that he wouldn't get it. But then he told me that I should get the flu vaccine, even though my autoimmune system was triggered. And I'm like, you're an idiot. I have a positive ANA, my, my titers through the roof. And it's literally causing significant health problems for me right now. I should Same. not get anything, should not poke the bear. You should never do anything to provoke your immune system whenever clearly it is already freaking out. And I'm not a dog. So many autoimmune disorders now. If you right. think about it, we have so many. Right. Well, and I will say when I was pregnant with my last pregnancy, I did not know what I know now. and I was learning what I know now. Um, it was six years ago, so I've been doing research since I was pregnant with her. Um, but prior to my awakening, while I was pregnant with her, they talked me into getting the Tdap. And I wonder if that has kind of encouraged whatever happened with my, with my immune system. You know what they did to me? What? This was stupid. My body was healing. Um, I get out of labor. The next day they give me MMR. 
Like my body was still healing and they want to give me three, like, well, that's the other thing too. Rubella will kill babies in the womb and you're okay. If the mother catches rubella, it can kill the baby. Rubella is a live virus. You should not be around anybody who's had the MMR. And back in the day in cancer units, it would say, if you've had these, these, these vaccines and it would list them, you can't come in. You're shedding. People don't believe me they did that. They did that. They did it. There were signs all over the cancer units. No, I mean, they don't believe that they gave me oh, the Oh, that MMR. they gave you the MMR. Oh, I believe it. We did. Absolutely. No, they're pushing it. They want everybody to take the detox too. But they told me you tried it so low when I was pregnant and they wanted to give it to me afterward. Well, I didn't know they were just going to jab me after that. Speaking of which, my chicken pox titers were super high. Super high, which I had the chicken pox severely as a child. Severely as a child. So um, I, it's not a wonder that they're high, but also just I'm like, I wonder if that has anything to do with all these other symptoms because chicken pox can stay dormant. And comes back as like shingles essentially. And so I'm I'm not getting any more shots at all, ever, no, because ever. I think I think that triggered a lot of PPD that I had. Yes. Okay, I'll check something. You I'll check this. You can't come in here. I'm almost finished. I know I'm almost finished. She answered five <laughs> five minutes of fame. Okay. <laughs> I have to check something, okay? Well, I just, I think that, I think the MMR did not help me with my PPD. I think it affected me. Uh, I think it went to my brain. I think it mentally messed me up. So I don't think it helped me. But anyway, I, I feel bad for these kids. I feel, you know, I pray that their parents just come around and they, they put two and two together and I pray that they don't get injured, but. Okay, we're both getting tired. Let's pray out so we can I know. get to Thank you for joining us tonight. We're sorry mm-hmm. that we kind of took you all on a... A roller coaster. Yeah, Hello. it was a roller coaster. <laughs> well, you and I really haven't had a chance to catch up lately. And I think that that is usually whenever we catch up, this is how we catch up. It is just... Well, also... Throw it all out there. There's other moms that can keep up with us and they totally get it. So Right. And, so and this is Yeah, and usually I feel like we have a chance to talk more often before this is our mo <laughs> yeah before, before we did tonight and so we kind of just we're doing a catch-up uh podcast with kaylee and we're just uh <laughs> we're just uh that's our thing is we like to hop around <laughs> yeah it works it flows so all right let's well, pray all right Dear Heavenly Father thank you so much for our listeners thank you for having each other thank you for blessing us with health and safety in our homes. Um, We don't realize how rich we are having you as our father and having what we have with running water and warmth. There's so many that don't have that. God, we watch over the overwhelmed. Uh, We ask that you watch over the overwhelmed mothers and you help them mentally, physically to keep going, especially in the holiday season. We ask that you watch over their kiddos, all the ones in the hospital. We pray that you protect the little ones and that their parents can see the light of what's happening um, and that they get better and have no complications. 
God, thank you for everything you give us. Thank you for our families and thank you for our friendship and the ones we love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you all. We appreciate you and we will see you or talk to you or whatever you do to listen to us next week. Have a good night. You too. Good morning. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye.